Do you find yourself holding back sometimes? Maybe it's putting off your task list. Maybe it's just procrastinating on things you know you should be doing. I think we all sometimes feel this way. Well, today in this episode, I want to talk about three primary reasons why we hold back. Now, sometimes it can be spirit-led and it can be beneficial to hold our tongue, to pause, and to wait for the right time. But in those instances when we know we're resisting the very thing that we should be doing, there are some other issues at play and I want to unpack it with you today. Proverbs 20 verse 15 from the NIV tells us, Gold there is and rubies in abundance, but lips that speak knowledge are a rare jewel. This is the Rare Jewel Podcast, and this is the space where we can talk about anything and everything. We can look to God's word and look to our life experiences, lock arms with each other, and really dig into all that God has for our futures. Thank you so much for being here. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the Rare Jewel Podcast. Today we are talking about why we hold back. Why are you holding back? Why do I hold back? We do this. We do this to ourselves. We drive ourselves crazy. It creates so much unnecessary stress and tension in our lives. And I just want to talk a little bit about my experience with this and um, some key reasons why why I think, you know, what are the motivators for me anyway, personally, that cause me to sort of be stifled and not to just step out and do the very thing that I feel like I should be doing. Um, we hold back on all sorts of things, letting people in, sharing our thoughts, our feelings, um, doing what we know we're gifted at, or even just knocking out our to-do list, right? We do this all the time and... <laughs> Um, I wish I understood more of why, but here are a few reasons that I think I do it. Now, first off, I just want to preface this by saying that there are plenty of times when I wholeheartedly believe the Holy Spirit just comes in and says, no, not yet. It's not time. This um, podcast actually is a great example of that. So I've always been a creative person. I've always wanted to just put something out into the world that was faith-based. And I tried blogging back in the day and it honestly, <laughs> I'm not a tech savvy person and I just hated the back end of managing a website so very much. And I was like, I just want to be able to get, you know, my content out into the world without so much of a process and so much upkeep and, you know, all of that stuff. And so I knew that I wanted to do something like this for a long time. But here's the thing. 2020 happened. That shut down our lives, of course. <laughs> um, well, in the fall of 2020, I really felt led to venture into the world of homeschooling for my, my three kids. So that's what we did for the school year of 2021, 20, well, yeah, 2022, 2021, that school year, we homeschooled. And see, that was supposed to be my youngest child's kindergarten year. I mean, it was, but all the all this time that I've been a stay-at-home mom, that was my year, right? 2021 was going to be the year that they all go to school. And I 
finally get to catch my breath, maybe take a nap here and then, clean the house and feel like it stays that way for longer than 15 minutes, you know, all the things that us stay-at-home moms really look forward to. And then God just totally shifted everything, right? And said, no, we're going to homeschool. That's what we're doing. And so um, it was such an awesome experience once I kind of got over the... Uh, disappointment, I guess, of that year not being what I had expected, I ended up going all in and it was such an amazing year and I have no regrets. I feel like me and my kids grew. They grew in their relationship with one another. They learned so much. We, I learned that I could do this, right? Um, I am currently not homeschooling because I felt like by the end of the school year, they just needed that structure, that is not something that I'm super good at, like having a structured schedule and things like that. And I really felt like that was something that they were missing and really craving at that time. So they are in public school right now. They are a block away from me and I am a, never more than a call away from my kiddos. But this is, um, this is the year. <laughs> this is the year that I've been able to kind of find myself beyond motherhood. I don't even want to say outside of motherhood because I think I still feel very much, um, very much attached to them, very much like my heart is just in three little pieces out on campus right now. And, you know, I, they are, they are my priority, of course, 100%. But I do think this has been a year of some soul searching and digging and just looking for who I who am I as a woman beyond motherhood beyond stay-at-home mom beyond the dishwasher and the lady who does the laundry or the lady who gets dinner on the table every night who am I besides that and so um this podcast was really birthed out of that but you know, I wanted to do something creative like this for a long time, and I just felt this hesitation within me, like the Lord saying, it's not time, it's not time. And so while I was disappointed when things took a radical shift like they did for all of us with COVID, um, I definitely was not shocked because I knew that God had placed that little bit of hesitancy in me for a reason that there was something coming. I I just knew like something's going to change or something's going to be different than I think because God still keeps asking me to hold off on this thing. And um, I'm really excited because when I finally picked this up, I knew that I knew that I knew that this was the season for it, that this was the time. And honestly, I had no fear or hesitation to just jump in and do it. I'm not doing it perfectly. I am learning along the way, but also like there are not huge consequences with creating a podcast. So that's one thing that's been really awesome is that I can get in here and I can improve on it every single week or I can, if I need to take a week off, that's okay, right? <laughs> um, I want to be consistent, but like I said, my kids are my top priority. So anytime like there's a sick kid or something comes up at school, that's probably going to take precedence over this. And that's totally fine. But I did feel a release from the spirit to go ahead and do this. And oh my gosh, I love it so much. 
it makes my heart so happy that I get to do this every week. So that was just my little spiel to say that there are times when we need to wait. There are times when we are holding back with purpose, with intention. But I also think we know deep down when we are making excuses or when we are making it harder than it needs to be and we are just stifling our own growth and fulfillment. There is so much fulfillment, you guys. When we step into our calling, when we decide we are going to be obedient, as scary as it is, we're just going to do it. I cannot explain to you the exhilarating and freeing feeling of living a life that is in tandem with with what God has planned for you. Like it's just inexplainable. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry. I wish I had more words, but I just don't for that. But here are three top reasons that I believe you and I are holding back. And the first one is overthinking it. I do this a lot. I think we all do. We're all really good at sending ourselves into paralysis simply by worrying about the logistics of basic tasks. Have you done this? I want you to just like take a moment and think about it. Have I done this? We probably all have, right? We probably all have been like, oh, I need to um, go to the post office and send out that package. But you know what? I don't really know what size I'm going to need. And I don't know if an envelope is going to be big enough. So maybe I need to get a box and then I might have to, you know, wrap it. And I'm not sure that I can get the packaging just right. And you know, I I need to make sure that I have that person's address correct. Do I have the right zip code? And we send ourselves into this little spiral where we start overthinking a very simple task. We have all gone to the post office and sent off a package and it's going to be okay. We know how to do this, <laughs> but we do this. I don't know if it's stalling. I don't know if it's just like trying to excuse our own laziness. I'm not sure why we do it, but we get caught up in this overthinking thing. And by the end of it, we are so exhausted from thinking of all the ins and outs and possible outcomes that we didn't even do it. We didn't even do it. And you know what happens to me every time this post office thing goes on in my head? By the time I make it to the post office, they're closed for lunch. That's exactly what happens every single time. So Um, take it from me. Don't overthink it. You are cut out for this. You can do it. It is not too complex for you. You can get that task done. I believe in you. And so does your loving father. Oftentimes I find the how in the what. And so what I mean by that is that like a lot of times I am a hands-on learner. And so I actually have to get into the task to realize, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, right? And so I think a lot of us can be that way. I'm not saying let's all just be haphazard and stop thinking about things before we do them. And, you know, if we make a mistake, well, (laughs) oh, well, we didn't think it through. That's not exactly what I'm saying. What I'm saying is there are a lot of things that we already are fully equipped to be doing. And we're just hung up with overthinking it instead of just doing it. We're throwing our energy in the wrong direction. So I just want to, I just want to speak to you for a minute and say like, if there is not a huge, a huge consequence 
for you just doing the thing, then just do the, the, the thing. Like, just do it. It's going to be all right. I guarantee, like, <laughs> um, these are silly things like cleaning out our junk drawer or deleting our email or, you know, like taking out the trash. Like, there are silly things that we wait on, that we sit on because we're like, Mm, well, what about this? And like, I need to put my shoes on first. I mean, gosh, it sounds so ridiculous when I say it out loud, but that's the truth. That's something that we're all, I think, capable of. Um, probably most of us are guilty of. I know I am. And I'm just here to tell you, quit overthinking it. You're still draining your energy. So <laughs> This is not feeding your rest. This is not feeding your your part of you that wants to just sit and be lazy because you know what? You're still agonizing over it. You can't get it off your mind and it is making you mentally and emotionally exhausted. So just get up and do it. It's going to be fine. All right. Number two, overwhelm. As they say, failing to plan is planning to fail. When your task list is long and you feel like you're juggling a lot, it's easy to just shut down completely. That is me to a T. <laughs> laundry is my biggest example of this. When I have 14 loads of laundry to do, I do zero. When I have one load of laundry to do, I get it done. Um, I think sometimes just the the sense of it being so overwhelming, like we don't know where to start, so we just don't. The truth is by making smart investments in your time, you can plan things. You can get a realistic view of timelines and you can kick procrastination to the curb. Remember that busy is not the goal. Obedience is. So this isn't just about like, okay, well, if I can sit down with my planner, then I can actually wedge 18 things into my schedule instead of the 12 that I actually would get done. No, that's no, <laughs> no. Nobody's saying that you have to do more and you're just not planning enough and that's why you're failing. This is more, more in the lines of just procrastinating on things. We do this all the time simply because we are overwhelmed. And so one thing that I've learned since I already used laundry as an example, we'll just, we'll just roll with it for a minute. <laughs> um, one thing that I have learned with myself is like, so I do a load of laundry. I know I have a mountain of laundry. I know I have a bunch to do. So I do a load of laundry. Sometimes I don't even put the second one in to the washer when I move the first one from the washer to the dryer, okay? So I just wanna be able to complete one thing. And then I take it and I start to fold. Okay, so even that, like folding is the worst. We all know it. Sometimes I look at it and I'm like, I just don't want to do this. It's too much. <laughs> Here's what I do. Here's my little life hack, okay? So I look at it and I grab like two or three items and I fold them and then I go put them away. And when I come back to my pile, my pile is smaller. And I like make a point to tell myself, you don't have as much to do now. Do another, do another one. And so I, I will, I'll fold a t-shirt and I'll go put it away. And I'm like, okay, like 
I'm doing this. I got this, right? Like, and then before I know it, my pile is really small. I'm not overwhelmed because I feel like I've already started and I'm on a roll and I'm ready to just knock it out. I know it seems silly. I know it feels like maybe you're spending more time folding your clothes than you should because you're making maybe so many trips to like go put things away. But mentally for me, it totally works. So if you're struggling with overwhelm, you can apply that concept to pretty much anything you can think of. This is the same as like the debt snowball, right? If anybody's done like um, the Dave Ramsey financial plan, it's the same thing, right? You gain momentum by just doing some little things like those little victories can be so huge for us. If you're feeling like you're caring too much, pray about what things you could ask for help with or hand off completely. Um, right now, one of the things I've been really focused on this year is teaching my kids some more life skills. I want them to be able to make mac and cheese, to take out the trash, to uh, fold their own laundry, load the dishwasher, there are, there are little tasks that I've been working towards teaching these kids because it's twofold. First off, these are skills they're going to need to have when they're adults. And so they're getting that experience now. And if they make a mistake, I'm here to kind of help and guide and correct. And secondly, my dad always told me, your goal as a mom is to work yourself out of a job. And I believe that. And that is what I'm trying to do. I know that sounds harsh. I love my kids. I'm not trying to kick them to the curb anytime soon. I absolutely love being a stay-at-home mom. But I have noticed that in this season, like we're about to get into, I mean, my oldest is going to go to middle school. I think things are only going to get more chaotic with our schedule as they start to have more extracurriculars and things that they want to do outside the home. And so I already know that our schedule is about to go through this huge shift and transition. So I think it's going to be really amazing for them to be able to, when they're home, pitch in with some things so that I'm not carrying all the burden of the home stuff. <laughs> and then all the burden of the chaperoning and the permission slips and the field trips and the whatever else has to take place. So that's something that I've been doing. But you can, I want you to start looking around at the people in your sphere of influence and start thinking about people that you can raise up, right? Um, if it's your children helping with some basic tasks at home, don't feel guilty about that. You are serving them, right? This is going to help them in their future. You're making an investment. It's going to take more of your time up front, but I think it's going to pay off for you once they are able to help you with those things. Um, think about like in ministry, are there people in your church who are fully equipped and excited about doing the work of the Lord and you are over here with your to-do list and you're just, you're like, I got to do this. I got to do it all. I got to do it all. You do not have to do it all. You're robbing people of growth and blessing in servanthood. So think about who are the people that you could actually reach out to and say, hey, would you mind helping me with such and such task? Like I'm, you know, putting together this event. Do you think you could help me with the food? And here's the thing. I'm going to speak to the perfectionists here for a moment. 
done is better than perfect. And I know you just cringed a little bit, so I'm going to say it again. We're all going to take a deep breath. <sighs> done is better than perfect. Perfect, most of the time, is unobtainable. And if that is what you are seeking and you believe you are the only person capable of doing that task because it has to be done your way, I want you to spend some time in prayer and I want you to surrender surrender that to God because you are not meant to carry the weight of the world. And like I said, in not opening up that opportunity for others, you are robbing them of the blessing of serving. So just think about that for a minute. Who are the people that you can bring alongside, that you can raise up? You can train them to do it your way, but honestly, each person is different and it's all going to have their own unique touch to it. And that is totally okay because as the body of Christ, we're called to work together. Okay? We don't need a bunch of pinky toes. <laughs> we need all the toes. We need all the fingers. We need all the parts. Um, so I would just, I would plead with you to look around and find some people that you can trust that you can raise up, that you can train. Um, this doesn't just have to be in ministry. This can be um, in your workplace. This can be in your, um, even in your like hobbies and stuff, right? Um, I know that might be a little bit strange, but seriously, like I have got roped into projects before that I'm like, I wouldn't necessarily do this, but like my mom and my best friend are both fairly uh, crafty people. They like like doing stuff with the cricket, and oftentimes like that's not something I would really pursue on my own, but I'm happy to help. Like if they're like, you know what, I got into this project and I need some help, like I'll jump in, right? So just think about who you can lean on for help because if you're feeling overwhelmed, you either need to... Let some things go completely, hand them off, or you need to reach out for help. That's going to help you. All right. And our final reason for why we are holding back, nobody is going to be shocked by this, it's fear. Of course, you guys, we are so afraid to mess up. We, we don't want to feel embarrassed. We don't want to offend somebody. And so we think sometimes it's better to just pull back to just not say anything, just not do anything, right? We're not going to upset the apple cart. Here's the problem. People experiencing God's fullness does depend on you. It does. I am not saying that God can't find a workaround or that he can't ask somebody else, but is that really what you want? Is that what we really want to be written out of the story when honestly we were given a lead role? No, no, that's not what we want. And that's why obedience is such a huge part of this, you guys. You can apply this to, like I said, taking a package to the post office. You can apply this to your ministry, to your calling, right? People are depending on you to do the thing that God is asking you, and they don't even know it. That's the crazy thing. They have no idea <laughs> most of the time. Um, I would say like there are plenty of biblical examples of this, but one that I most recently read was the story of Caleb 
And this is when they had sent the 12 spies to go check out the promised land. And 10 of the spies came back with a bad report. And they said, we, we can't do this. You know, those, those people over there, they're giants. We will, we'll, we'll be crushed, right? We're not going to make it if we try and take the land that God has given us. And Caleb actually steps up and he doesn't condemn anybody. He doesn't call anybody out. But he just confidently and optimistically and faithfully says, we can do this. Right? And what blew my mind about that is that he went in direct opposition to what other people were saying. These were the same people who were going to experience the promise from him stepping out, from them going and taking the land and grabbing hold of the promise from God. These were the very same same people that were going to benefit from that. And they were saying no. They were saying, let's not do it. I'm afraid. We can't. We can't do this. Right? There are people. There are people who are waiting and they might not even know it. And they might be in direct opposition right now to what you're feeling. They are waiting for you to be obedient, to step out, to do the thing. And so I'm just, I'm just here to encourage you today that if there is something on your heart that you believe God is calling you to do, pray about it. Make sure it's in complete alignment, obviously with scripture, especially if it's huge, right? Like um, you want to seek godly counsel and you want to seek the word of God, but don't get paralyzed in this little space of being fearful because there are people who can be set free just by you stepping out. And I just, I want to encourage you to do that today. And I hope that you will. And I hope that you'll consider it. And I know that there are plenty of examples of situations like Esther, right? Where the people knew, they knew that they were in trouble and that they needed an advocate. And so when she said fast, they fasted, right? And so there could be situations like that for you where people are coming alongside. They know that you're the one and they are, they have your back. And that is beautiful and amazing. And I am so proud of you for stepping out and for really being an ambassador for your people, right? But there are going to be times when people oppose what you're saying. Think of Joseph, um, Old Testament Joseph. Um, His brothers were the ones who hurt him. And then they came and he was able to feed them, right? If you don't, if you haven't read these stories, I would just really encourage you to go to the Word of God and to look them up because they're just incredible stories of people who were faithful to the call that God had on them despite people coming against them, despite many things being just not ideal. And they were able to step out in faith and to bring God into the situation, into a broken mess and to see people redeemed and restored through their obedience. That's what I want for you. That's what I want for me, for my life. I want to be that obedient. I want to be that person. Um, And so 
that's what I have to say today. That's what is on my heart for you is to just step out, do the thing. You've got this. I believe in you. If you are not sure, if you are thinking to yourself, I've got this thing that I just keep thinking about and I really feel like I should do it, but I don't know if that's God. Um, I first of all would encourage you to be prayerful. Um, maybe find two or three others who would be willing to pray about that with you. Um, maybe or maybe talk to a spiritual advisor person that you really trust. Um, I, I'll say <laughs> my reach isn't very big right now, so I'm not nervous to say this. Uh, you can reach out to me. You can send me an email or like a DM on Instagram or something and, or even like a vo voice memo would be good. Um, and I can, I can just tell you like <laughs> what I think and I can pray about that for you if you're just feeling super nervous about it. So I would be happy to do that for you if you don't have somebody in your life, in your church right now that you're sure you can talk to. I want you to find that faith community. Of course, you need that. But if in this very moment you're like, I just need somebody, like I want you to know I'm here. So anyway, uh, the last few episodes I have closed out with prayer and I just feel so good about that because we just leave it on such a high note um, and we just leave it all at the feet of Jesus. And so I would like to do that for you today. God, I thank you so much. I thank you that you plant dreams and visions and goals, all these beautiful things inside of us because you know that we are never content to just stay in one place. We might feel like we're content, but honestly, we have this deep longing within us to just do the work and do what you have called us to. And so I thank you that you develop in us the wisdom to do those things and to step out. I pray for each and every person that they would silence fear, that they would think clearly Jesus, and that they would have uh, a perfect plan for how to go about doing your work. You are with us every single step of the way, and I thank you so much for your goodness, God. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here, for hanging with me for a little bit today. I hope this was an encouragement to you. And if you can think of maybe a friend who just needs to hear like you've got this and you can do this, I would encourage you to just go ahead and share this podcast. Um, like I said, my reach isn't very big right now and that's totally cool. I actually love <laughs> that it's, it's super small. Um, but I am putting this content out into the world to be an encouragement and to be a light. So if you can think of somebody who could use a little boost, um, I would just ask you to share this with them. I would love that so much. And I would love to hear what you think. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs>